Yo, what's up? It's Gray. So, in lieu of our normal musical intro, I decided to go ahead and do this. At Nate's behest, he wanted a trigger warning of sorts up top because he felt that he was um, particularly mean-spirited this episode. Now, I can't attest to the truth of that statement. Frankly, I don't think that he was any meaner than he normally is. And by and large, I concurred with most of his opinions regarding marriage, family, children, and other things that we have deep-seated disdain for. Um, But just in case you're a sensitive type, we figured we'd go ahead and let you know up top that you're probably in for a bit of a ride. If you don't like that, you can go ahead and turn it off at any time um, because we, you know, generally don't care about the feelings of cowards. Peace. Alright, welcome to another episode of Demo Listen, uh, episode 16 to be exact. I'm Gray, I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. This is a podcast with a very simple premise. We listen to punk and hardcore and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people submit to us, and we give our honest reaction to it. Um, It's typically stuff that we haven't heard before. Sometimes we hate it, sometimes we love it, sometimes we don't give a fuck about it. But either way, um, it's just our knee-jerk reaction to it. Some people get mad about our opinions, some people find our opinions amusing. Either way, you shouldn't have an opinion about our opinion because we're all just adults occupying a, uh, a shared space. And what we say doesn't actually matter. So, uh, you know, we're not critics. It's not a review show, really. We talk about music, but we don't make any sort of objective value judgments about our opinions. We just uh, genuinely like punk and hardcore and metal and all the related uh, subgenres. So we listen to it. That's about it. The format for the show is we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we see what comes up. We usually get through about five or six bands. And recently we've been, you know, starting the episodes off with... uh, talking about what we've been listening to this last week because, you know, we talk about a lot of music on here, but we don't always get the opportunity to talk about music that we listen to outside the context of the podcast. But frankly, I haven't been listening to, like, anything new this week. I've just been listening to to old shit and podcasts, and I've been super fucking busy, so. Yeah, I've been pretty busy. The only thing new I listened to was um, that Alpha Hopper stuff. Right, yeah. Um, I listened to that because that's really good, and uh, that Ubix 12-inch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Ubix Mm 12-inch. And then the rest of it was just like old Melvins and old black metal and stuff. Yeah, I, I've been listening to, I, well, I, I've actually been listening to, uh, well, Carcass. I'm wearing a Carcass t-shirt right now um, and Crowbar. I was telling Nate before um, before the uh, we started recording, so there is a an app called Poshmark, which is typically an application that uh, is mostly used and occupied by young women, I believe, and they sell clothes on there. But every once in a while, I'll go looking for band shirts on there because people don't know what they have or they've had stuff that's just been sitting forever, so they'll mark the prices down. So I bought uh, a Carcass, an OG Carcass Tools of the Trade t-shirt, uh, and I got it for like 10 bucks, which is an absurd deal. And I got it in the mail today, and it came in like purple wrapping paper with a really nice handwritten note by a woman named Stevie thanking me for my purchase and asking me to check in again soon. And I thought that was about the best thing that you could ever hope to receive with a, uh, with a carcass shirt in the mail. And then she had drawn like a little smiley face on there with pen and stuff. It was a really nice touch. Yeah. I'm sure the guys from carcass would be very happy about that. Um, 
So on that note, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, see what we got in the queue this week. I'll also say, if you've noticed, um, well, hopefully you've noticed on this episode and the last episode that the sound quality is better. Um, the mic that Nate was using was, um, well, it had some sort of like high frequency buzz on it that I had to edit out and I could only get some of it out. We got a new mic now that he's using and uh, it seems to be doing much better from what I can hear. So, And then we're also recording up at his uh, work field house like an hour outside of the city. So we should be in total silence, unaccompanied by any sort of random noise. It's a little windy outside, but other than that, other than that we're out in the middle of nowhere. It's just the two of us. There will be no creaking ghost walking around. Nothing like that. So uh, let's see what we got in the queue this week. Uh, first up, we have Force Neglect. Force Neglect is a band from Birmingham, Alabama, a crossover band. Um, it was, this was just sent to me by a dude who uh, sent me a list of bands, and I've been kind of working, working a few of them into the queue over the past few weeks, and this was one of them. <clears throat> Don't know anything about it other than that. Then we have got Flag Bearer with uh, just looks like a promo just from an upcoming LP uh, just dropped at the beginning of October, labeled Heavy Hardcore, um, Beat Down, Metallic Hardcore. Oh boy. So, so we, we'll see how that goes. Um, then we have got Black Canvas, Death from the North, which is a death metal band from Wisconsin. Um, they were in the queue a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, um, but we just didn't get around to them. Then we have another uh, return from last week, the band Raw Breed from Denver. Um, they had they sent me a new track that is not out yet. Um, it's going to be on an upcoming 7-inch on Dynastic Yellow Star, which is the label from one of the dudes from the band Protocol, uh, which is a favorite of, uh, of ours on the show. And actually, a lot of people have, have hit me up even recently um, that they've bought that 7-inch because they heard him on the show, which is really dope. Then we have the band Vatican, which was sent to me by my homie Logan. Um, I have seen this name thrown around a bunch. Um, I think maybe I listened to some of their older stuff. Um, I think it's kind of breakdown-y metalcore. They just released a new LP like a week ago, I think. I have not listened to it yet, and I don't honestly remember pretty much anything about this band when I first heard them, which either speaks to the quality of the band or my terrible memory. And one or the other. One or the other. And then we have got a band called Face Cutter with their release Cage slash Kill House. Two-song single. Looks like a grind band from Canberra, Australia. Then we have got a band called No Right. This was described to me as a straight edge band who doesn't get too uh, preachy about being straight edge. So that, I mean, that's not a lot of information. Yeah. But, uh, it's something. I well, believe. they're preachy enough to declare that they're a straight edge band. <laughs> that's true. That is. Very I mean, true. a Jesus band that says they're all about Jesus but doesn't write a single song about Jesus. Uh huh. Still giving it a pass. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, then we have got uh, Bone Folder, which is a band that uh, our homie Will from Ohio plays in. Um, this is a uh, brand new demo. They uh, their last release was a couple years ago. Um, I think this is sort of like D beat stuff. And this demo just came out a couple days ago, two days ago. Then we have one that was uh, sent to us by two separate people who said that uh, it seemed like something that we would like, so we'll see. Um, it's a band called $100 Million. They are from Georgia. It was described to me as punk with a southern twang, mm. which honestly doesn't sound like something that I would like. No, it sure so, doesn't. So either that is a, a, a bad description right. or somebody has a... Uh, an incorrect perception of what you and I might enjoy. I think about the only thing that falls into the cowpunk world that I that I enjoy at all is like Dead Milkmen. Yeah, 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and then last uh, and possibly least, but uh, I'm not sure because we haven't heard it, is Brute Force, which is another returning band that we've had in the queue in prior weeks. Um, I think they were in a couple weeks ago. This is um, another band on Dog Years Records, which uh, we've had. Uh, we featured the band Gum from that label on here, and uh, the guy who Chris, the guy Chris who runs, is a uh, friend of the show. That's all we got this week. So let's uh, let's, let's roll, roll the, the dice, dice and see and what's see what up next, happens. or what's up first. Yeah. Seven. Okay, so seven is no right. The Bandcamp is no right xxx.bandcamp.com. Of course it is. Right, so, you know, not too preachy about Straight Edge, but again, you got XXX right in the Bandcamp link, so, I mean, it's you're pretty upfront with it, you know what I mean? But I'm not mad at that. Nate, uh, Nate takes more umbrage with that than I do. I say, I say wear it loud and proud. I got an X on my face. I got an X on my palm. I have six of them on me. Do you have six? Well, yeah, but they're two tattoos. Yeah. That each have three X's. That's in right, them, but there's still six of them on me. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough, I guess. Uh, he's check, checking, he's checking to make the, sure there's I think there's those no, are the only six on yeah, Okay, fair enough. Was, no, there's one more on me somewhere, but I, I can't remember where. <laughs> okay, all right. So there's seven. Seven, possibly more. Um, so this is a four-song EP. Not sure if it got a physical release. I'm not seeing a link to it, so I'm assuming no. It's uh, All the songs are between the two- and three-minute mark, it looks like. Yeah. Um, do we just want to open up uh, or uh, listen to the opening track on this, Deliverance? Yeah, it doesn't seem to stand out one way or another. It's probably a good sample. It's probably a track they want to open with. Yeah. Like, you know. I like the art for this. Yeah, it's, I do too. It's, it's, uh, it's not typical. It is not typical of, of straight-edge anything. Right, yeah. There's uh, there's Which, flowers on it. There's a broad color palette. Yep. I like how it looks. So, it's uh, appealing. Hopefully the, uh, hopefully the music is as divergent as the cover is. So we're going to listen to the song Deliverance by the band No Right off of their EP Senescence.
just heard the song Deliverance by the band No Right off of their EP Senescence. Nate? Uh, musically, I don't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, it seemed uh, coming from a real place. Sure. Uh, so I can I can get behind that. I'm into personal lyrics that are extremely venomous. Yeah. Not, not as we pointed out before, not fake shit right. that tries to come off as particularly angry, but falls flat on its face because it's not something real. Right. This right? is clearly a lived experience. This seems like it, right? right. It's either about uh, a lost parent or an abusive parent, maybe a blood donor that someone never knew. <laughs> Perhaps, um, yes. Blood in their veins. That's the only <laughs> thing I'll ever thank you for. I don't even know you. Die in the ground alone. Mm-hmm. You could sing that about a blood donor. You could. I don't know why you would, but you could. Hey, could have been a piece of shit. <laughs> I've donated a lot of plasma in my time, so... It could. I, some it people call, some people think I'm a huge piece of shit. I so. guarantee you, there's a good numbers of piece of shit that just donate blood. Yeah, because it pays the rent. Right. Yeah, it's fucking so, dope. You know. Thanks. I got a rare blood type. Thanks for your blood. Now go fuck off. <laughs> Probably not about that, but it could be. Yeah, it could be, be. Now that would be the best angle. It'd be if it's, that's yeah. what the song were about. Mm-hmm. I would. That'd take it up another tier for me. I don't think it would. I don't think it would move it, the scale for me at all. Uh, it's because <laughs> I would like it because then it's like extra shitty. It's like <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like it's just that little bit of fucking sarcasm that kicks it up just another. It's a little. It's a little extra spicy pepper in that pie. <laughs> right? Spicy pepper in that pie. I just had pizza with jalapenos on it. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, musically, it does that that that's, that doesn't interest me musically at all. It's no. it's too far removed mm-hmm. from any sort of hardcore that I like that sounds like that. Right. Yeah. And it incorporates modern elements that I do not like to hear. No. Uh, I don't even want to mention its name. As I said before, this style of music <laughs> should be forgotten in the forbidden memories of human history, like incest and cannibalism, <laughs> and for good reason. And you don't mean this style of music specifically, I mean, but the I style mean some that of you... the source material that right. music was pulling from. Well, I'm just going to say it because I'm not scared. Okay. Um, I mentioned as soon as this song started um, some clear new metal overtones in some of the uh, the sonic elements there. There are some dissonant chords that were not, um, they weren't disembodied dissonant chords. They were like mud vein dissonant chords. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? And uh, to the uninitiated, perhaps there's no difference. But to my discerning ear, there's a big one. I tell you what. Can you imagine being in Mudvayne <laughs> before, like, you know, anybody knew who you were? Uh-huh. Hey, guys, this is what we're going to look like. <laughs> right, because you got to commit to the bit right, before you Right, you got to commit to the there. bit, right? right? I mean, this is, this is how we're going to look from now on. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is how people are going to know us. Mm-hmm. This is our kiss makeup. And if we ever take the makeup off, people are going to hate it. Right. Or mushroom head. Right. You know what I mean? I know. You know, just an interesting aside real quick. I've known this for years, but some people might not know this. So Integrity, who is one of my favorite bands, I have several Integrity tattoos, they had a dark period in the middle that Mm -hmm. is uh, not a lot of, uh, of people like to talk about. They have a record called Integrity 2000, and they have another record called Closure. Now, Integ 2000 is not good. I've re- I've revisited in recent years. It's Still not ain't good. It's not good. It's not the worst. It's not as bad as I thought it was when I was nineteen. It's not good. Closure is absolutely unlistenable. But members of Mushroom Head actually played on that record, and uh, you can fucking tell. You can mm-hmm. tell because Mushroom Head is evidently a uh, an Ohio based band. 
Right. So, uh, yeah, there was members members of Mushroom Head all over in Teg 2000. People in Fort Wayne and in mid-sized uh, Midwestern cities mm-hmm. all across America. Right. You don't have to be in the Midwest to be a mid-sized Midwestern city, if you know what I mean. Right. Right, mm-hmm. you just got to be full of you got to be full of Monster Energy Drink fans <laughs> and uh, Fox Racing fans. Right, you got to be full of fans that like to mix a little bit of the Duck Commander <laughs> with a little bit of the Seven Dust and Deftones. <laughs> right, yeah, right, and they love Mushroom Head. They sure do. And um, well, that's a shame. And this was uh, this was brushing up against Mushroom Head a little too close for uh, for comfort for my taste. Yeah. Um, now that said, the whole song wasn't super new metal tinged. Um, the intro and outro were particularly strong on yeah. the new metal stuff. Yeah, the, the, the middle was the, the middle part was okay, but it was fine. It was fine. This, if I like stuff like that, it's way better than that. Right, for sure. Because I do, I do like you know a fair amount of uh, moshy breakdown, heavy hardcore stuff. Just not of this variety. Yeah, and I mean, I, I didn't hate this. I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? I'm not mad. I'm not mad enough at this to say anything truly disparaging about it. It's just drawing from stuff that doesn't resonate with me in any sort of way. And it wasn't a total toleable. Like I said, right? Sure. The fucking the music aside, the lyrics seem to be come from a real place, which is always a plus for me. Right. They were particularly mean, which is always a plus for me sure. in a real way. The art was cool, and the art is super cool. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yo, not mad at you, no right. This just isn't for me. Yeah. I wish you nothing but success. Nothing but success, but um, just remember, if you ever get like mud vein or mushroom head success, mm-hmm. you're going to be playing the friggin' slack-jawed yokels and the dregs of humanity for the rest of your life. Those are going to be your fans that show up. <laughs> Those are your people. Yeah. So, so you better you better love the, the taste of shit because that's where uh, you're going to make all your money in those podunk Midwestern towns. That's right. So on that note, let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up next. Nine. Okay, so nine is Brute Force uh, with their EP, The Worst of Us. This is uh, on dogearsrecords.bandcamp.com. Um, it's one of the more recent releases on there, so if you, uh, if you look up towards the top of their page, you should be able to find it pretty easily. I believe that this may have gotten a... I'm not sure if this got a 7-inch uh, release or a tape release, but there is a link to order physical copies right there in the description, so if you like what you hear, you can, uh, you know, Assuming this isn't sold out, which it may very well be because it's been out for a while, you can order a physical copy. This came out in August. Again, all the song song lengths on this are pretty much the same, between uh, 150 and 220, it looks like. So I see no reason to not just uh, start with the opening track. Go straight in. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to listen to Regaining Clarity, which is the, the first song off of The Worst of Us by the band Brute Force.
Okay, so we just listened to the song Regaining Clarity by Brute Force, which is the first track off of their EP, The Worst of Us. Uh, that was bullshit and boring. Let's try another track. <laughs> okay, yes. That was, a, uh, that was a waste of a first song on a, uh, on a four-song EP. Let's uh, listen to the title track, The Worst of Us, and uh, see if we have nicer thoughts that we can share with you guys. We just heard The Worst of Us by Brute Force, which is the uh, title track off of their most recent EP on Dog Years Records. Uh, mm, not as much bullshit, but still boring. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't really feel a lot of hardcore like this. No. Um, it just doesn't... This is, this is hardcore for uh, well-trimmed hair and beards and hoodies. The guy in the cover is inspiring that comment. Right. This is hardcore for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about this. We've talked about a few bands like this before, mm-hmm. and it doesn't move me either way. Nah, it's just, uh, and I'm not, I'm not making this claim in, in the sense that I'm making an objective claim about what the people feeling this, or people who wrote this are, were feeling, but it feels to me as a listener just like very un, uninspired. You know what I mean? It just feels like very, here it is. You know what I mean? Like, there's just not there's not a lot going on. Yeah, there's here. not a lot of meat on the bones, and no. it's just everything about it's 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 a uh, intangible sort of again I can't even describe it. Mm-hmm. It's it's intangibly boring. Right. It, it, to me, this this sort of stuff always feels like a. Uh, uh, a my first hardcore band starter kit. Type yeah, I mean, thing, I don't, I don't you know, know what, I don't know anything about these guys in no, this no. band or anything like that. But like, yeah, the riffs aren't that interesting. Right. I mean, the riffs weren't interesting. The guitar tone didn't really get grab me in any way. No. You know what I mean? There was nothing. It was just right down the middle, standard fare guitar tone. Mm-hmm. The riff was pretty standard fare, sort of you know, 
yeah. upbeat riff. The breakdown was kind of interesting at the end, but then you guys fucked it up with that stupid fucking dive bomb. Right. And, um, you know, that that fucked it up. I love a good dive bomb, but that wasn't it. That was the wrong place for one. Yeah. Um, and uh, by and large, there was nothing about that song that really grabbed me. And the only thing I'm glad was it wasn't uh, 53 seconds of uh, bullshit before it got started. Yeah, guys, uh, if I can give you any sort of helpful advice here, if you're releasing a four-song EP, if you're going to do an intro track, that's fine. You don't necessarily need to, but, you know, just label it as such. Because the first song was what, 50 seconds to a minute of, like, pretty noodling on a guitar. Yeah. Then, like, 30 more seconds of, like an uninspired breakdown riff just put intro slash right there you go name of the song that way i know what i'm getting myself in and we know not to fucking listen to it sure and and like obviously us being able to discern whether or not it's an intro that should be your most important (laughs) fucking goal (laughs) your listener your listener (laughs) right Uh i always think of the fans (laughs) when we're playing i always think of the listeners what would they appreciate? What would they think? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the opposite of what is true. Uh, always. Um, every joke, every mm-hmm. motion, every syllable. Well, this show is a, it, this show is an excellent example of that. <laughs> We're always thinking of others and considering their feelings and their thoughts. I am thinking of others. I'm telling Brute Force how to fucking write their songs. <laughs> Number one, stop making them boring. Uh-huh. Number two, stop making them bullshit. <laughs> It's crazy that we offer these services for free. I know. There are Can people, you believe that? Butch Vig charge for this sort of shit. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? I know. Steve Albini charges All for this shit. All you have to do is put a soundboard in front of me, uh-huh. right? Yep. Hit the mic. Guys, that was boring. Play something better. <laughs> and then they go, and I record it. Right. No, that was bullshit. Try something that's not boring and bullshit. And then they go. I'm like, that's the track. Let's go with that. <laughs> Yeah, I think you have a, a long and fruitful future in the music production. Producer. Yeah, yeah. Then, then that career path. Yeah. I, I can't believe we didn't think of it before now. Yeah, I'm like, hey, here's a bunch of mics and cables and shit. Set that shit up. Uh, <laughs> play, I'll tell you if it's any fucking good. <laughs> well, you know, actually, traditionally, that is what a producer is. There's an engineer, right. and some engineers are also producers. Right. But a producer's job is essentially to say, all right, that track sucks, or this riff needs to be reworked, or whatever. I recently did some like bona fide production work for somebody yeah. who sent me the record and was like, critique this, help me out with track order, make some mixing notes, etc. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I charged them for that. So you guys should feel very lucky that we're giving you the same work for free. All you got to do is just have a, have a phone or a computer and tune in. And the next time we review one of your songs, mm-hmm. expect a fucking bill. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, just go ahead and let us know what address to send the bill to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, uh, you know, whatever. Keep doing yeah, your thing. Sure. It just doesn't move me, man. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't do anything. I, I'm me. sure that, you know... St. Louis and the surrounding areas, like shit, kids go fucking nuts. Every sure. fucking every fucking city has a band that knowing that. See, here I am. I'm trying to give you a compliment, and I'm just gonna <laughs> slather it in fucking shit. I'm gonna slather it in the nuttiest shit you've ever heard, and say, "Eat up." Every town has a band that everybody in the town loves, but no one else really seems to care one way or another. Sure, they're fine, but who cares? Right. I was gonna say, no one gives a shit about. Right. right, right, yes. Right? Yeah. Every town. Sure. I'm in one of those bands. Right. That's fine. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, for sure. Not mad at it, Chris. Uh, you know, sorry that uh, sorry that you being such an avid supporter of the podcast that we disparage one of the bands on your label. But the good thing is, like, the the good thing about this podcast format is that we're in an oppor- we're in an opportune pres- position to inspire people to buy shit by showing them stuff that they've never heard before. But if we disparage something, we're not convincing anybody to not buy I'm something. I'm just saying I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like the best best case scenario is somebody hears something that we didn't like, but they disagree with our opinion and they buy it anyway and they hear it. Right. Or somebody hears it that wouldn't have heard it anyway, but doesn't like it. You know right. what I mean? So there's only a positive outcome here. Right. We're not uh, discouraging any potential buyers here. Right. But now, hope- that day... Has that day ever come where we said, don't fucking buy this? Have we said that before? Well, we told that one kid to stop making music full stop. Oh, that prissy kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, but... he, he wasn't making music in the first place. <laughs> right, yeah, he might have had a microphone and hit right. record, but he wasn't making music. Right, I mean, that wasn't, come on. Right. And I, I will tell uh, Homeboy from Dog Ears, mm-hmm. uh, if you ever want a solid producer, uh, I'm your man. <laughs> there you go, you heard it here first. Um, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Brute Force, not mad at you. I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing your thing. Um, your thing's just not my thing. That's right. No biggie. Uh, that is a 10. Well, that's, We're out of 10. We're out of 10. right. The new system. Versus you still got to adapt to the new system. Uh, eight. And eight. Okay, so this is $100 million. The Bandcamp is $100million.bandcamp.com. Numbers or letters? Uh, letters. And, uh, yeah, as I said at the top of the episode, this was sent to me by two completely different people who I don't think even have any knowledge of each other's existence, both thinking that we would enjoy this. So, um, like I said, either either somebody's got us very wrong or somebody's got the description of this music very wrong because southern-twinged southern um, punk is definitely not typically in my lane, but yeah. you know what I mean? So... Again, this is another release where uh, all the songs, except for the last one, which is almost three minutes long, they're all between like a minute. Well, yeah, they're all between a minute and uh, like a minute and a half long. So let's just go ahead and open up with the, uh, or let's just go ahead and listen to the opening track, Enough Is Never Enough. It's a minute five. So we're going to listen to Enough Is Never Enough by $100 million off of their uh, EP and introduction to $100 million. Get around, get around, get around 
All right, so we just went ahead and decided to listen to two tracks. Um, so we listened to Enough Is Never Enough and Sign Me Up, with the, which are the first two songs off of an introduction to $100 million by the band $100 million. Nate? Um, so the person that submitted this said like a, a little southern twang. Mm -hmm. I guess if by south they mean Detroit. <laughs> All um, right, yeah. Sure. The south side of Detroit. Yeah. I'm not sure what to think about this. Mm -hmm. It was, I think we all agree, the most... Uh, the thing we like the most tonight, sure. but that may be not saying a lot. No, not really. I need to give this another listen. I liked, I'd like to hear more output by these guys because mm -hmm. it sounds promising. I mean, that second song, well, they both were, but when I say Detroit, I mean like MC5. Right. A uh, strong MC5 influence. In there. Definitely, which I'm not mad at, at I'm not that mad at, at that, but um, I'm just not sure where I sit on it enti the entire thing. Right. I dug the lyrics to the second song. I, I, I write plenty of lyrics about becoming a fucking lame ass and raising kids mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, basically just uh, rebelling just enough to, uh, you know, become your fucking parents. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Your idea of rebellion is turned into slapping a fucking, you know, one life crew onesie on your fucking baby. <laughs> I tell you what, there's there's not a there's no one putting a one life crew onesie. I guarantee baby. you, at least somewhere on this fucking continent, <laughs> there is a one life crew onesie. Yeah, probably on yeah, probably on Mean Steve's baby, <laughs> somebody's baby. But you and I have talked about how fucking lame it is. Yeah, when parents like foist their culture on their kids. Sure. And uh, I don't want to see your kid in a chain of strength shirt. No. You might as well fucking put a Jesus piece around his neck. Yeah, name... Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck your kids, too. Yeah, name three songs, bitch. Yeah. You can't. You're the three years old. But not only that, but, like, it's fucking poser shit. At that point, it's just... you. It, it's it, your, your fucking love for your band is turned into, uh, you know... I don't know. My sister's love for fucking Walmart letter art. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, it's fucking letter art yeah. at that point. Like, dude, your kid in a denim jacket with a back patch on when it's two years old. Right. It doesn't... Dude, your child doesn't even have fucking object permanence. Right. Let alone a fucking appreciation right. for the Stooges. Fuck right. you. It doesn't make me appreciate your family and think you're a bunch of fucking rebels. It wants me to fucking carbonize your entire existence <laughs> and burn your house to the fucking ground. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's the same as a fucking stick figure family decal. Yeah, it really is. It sucks. It really is. And, and here's the thing. Like, you know, this is spoken from I mentioned before. I'm a person whose parents, you know, especially my dad, was into, like, punk and hardcore. And I grew up with that stuff in the house, but like he let me come to that by of my own accord. Right. It wasn't like he wasn't putting me in fucking cool t-shirts when I was a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just like, yo, if this is something that he's into, yeah. cool. Like I'm gonna play the records around him because they're the records I fucking like to listen to. Yeah. Sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, put your baby in a fucking gorilla biscuits once. You get oh, the man. fuck out of and here. And don't even man. get don't even get me started on the fucking cutesy punk rock families. Dude, and I know plenty right. of fucking people. All, virtually everybody I know. Right. Right. We're bumming out a lot of our friends. Right eventually here. get into like a fucking punk rock family. Sure. It is the dumbest fucking thing ever. You might as well start a fucking Munsters family. Right. <laughs> or any fucking stupid thing. A Munsters themed family. Right. Cosplay. Fuck off with your bullshit. It's right? fucking cosplay. There's nothing fucking lamer than punk rock marriage. Yeah. It's holy shit. I mean, if you don't believe in fucking magic and you don't give a shit about tradition and ritual, then what the fuck are you doing? Right. Right? Yes. 
It's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen. Hey, we just lost 400 listeners. Hey, honey, let's get the state involved in the most private of our affairs. <laughs> let's apply for a legal license to swear our eternal love for one another, which is almost certainly going to be over within the next five years. And let's make everything so much more fucking complicated than it needs to be. Let's get the government involved in our love life. Let's have a ceremony. Even if it's a fucking bullshit ceremony with your friend that got fucking, you know, they, they got uh, whatever they call it, uh, online. You can get the online certification. Oh, right. You can be uh, ordained. Ordained right. online. Yeah. It's still a fucking lame ceremony. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Fuck off with your bullshit. Fuck off with your family. Fuck off with your house. Fuck off with your car. Fuck off. <laughs> now, what were we talking? Oh, we were talking about the band. Right. That's right. So we were talking about uh, $100 million. $100 million. I'm not really sure where I sit with this band. Mm-hmm. I want to like it more than I do. That's kind of how I feel, yeah. Um, but uh, I think I'll, this is... Are they brand new? Um, this came out... Yeah, this 20, came out two and, days ago. Right, and like, do they have any more output? No. I, I'll say this. I like it enough to be interested to see what it becomes. I agree with that, yeah. Right, because this is a rough draft of something that I think could be really good. Sure, yeah. The ideas are there. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of MC5 influence, which is not something that you hear a ton of today. Um and I'm not at all mad at that. I love the MC5 and that whole Detroit scene. Um, so to hear a, a young, a presumably a younger band drawing from that stuff is cool. And um, the format is something that I'm definitely down with. It just, it didn't really move me at all. You know what I mean? But as you, uh, as you said, I would be interested to hear what they do next. Cause I think that there is a lot of potential in here. And um, you know, that, that well is, is, certainly ready to be mined there haven't been a lot of bands that have been doing a more like straight ahead proto-punk rock formula yeah. in recent years right um so there's plenty of fucking space for bands like this to exist you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. it's just this this just wasn't quite there yet for me but yeah. i i hope that it gets there because I, I like the idea like i said i'm interested to see what it becomes yeah because this at least was a a decent rough draft i give this a c yeah for sure exactly right yeah. down the middle right i'm not mad at it I, I hope that it gets better because I dig uh, I dig the approach for sure. Right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Okay. We've got seven left in the queue. Two. Okay. So two is the band of Flagbearer. It is flagbearerhc.bandcamp.com. This is a band from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Um, this is a band that I mentioned in at the top of the episode. Uh, they have. Uh, Metallic hardcore and beatdown in their tags on Bandcamp, so uh, it could go one of two ways. It's more likely to go one way than the other. Mm. Um, I actually like the 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 promo art on this. It's really ignorant and dumb. It's a uh, it's a squiggly like death metal esque logo with a dude in a ski mask with uh, an AR fifteen. Um, you know if it's if it's purposely ignorant and not self-serious i'm into it if they think that's actually hard you guys are a bunch of fucking morons um unless that's what you guys look like in which case cool art guys i really love it you know i was thinking about this idea before we get into this band because i don't want to i don't want to cast you know dispersions before they're ready aspersions whatever (laughs) i got a pretty good vocabulary but i guess that's one i don't know (laughs) right okay fair enough go ahead um I'm not sure where I stand on, like, falsely ignorant. 
Okay, go ahead, go on. So, I, like I've said before, it is better to be bad than to be false. Sure, but and so okay, go ahead. Yeah. I feel like, I, you know, you know, I hate fronting. I, mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it when people front. I hate it when people front in their lyrics about fake shit that they don't know. Write lyrics about what you fucking know. And right. if you don't know shit, learn something. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I hate it when people uh, front with their fucking fashion and front with their outward sort of like demeanor. Right. Right? I don't want to see your fucking, your, your tough guy fucking strut. What are you, a fucking buck 60 soaking wet? Fuck off. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah, Get okay. the fuck out of here. Right. You know? I don't like it when people... Uh, front with like a lot of different things, you know, like like um, like fronting with like basically anything. Fronting with knives, fronting with guns. I don't like. I do not like niche cultures on anything. Mm-hmm. That said, we are doing a podcast about a pretty niche thing. I was going to point that out, but yes. But it's not like I don't front with it. Sure, you know what I mean. Right. You see me walking down the street. Okay, yeah, I got some tattoos and shit like that. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not fucking out there flying a, a huge flag. I'm not fronting, right? Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit with you, however you take me. Right. Right? I don't like fronting. And so I think that, I think that false ignorant hardcore is worse than genuine ignorant hardcore. But what if it's done tongue-in-cheek you know what i'm saying like because you like you do like punk and hardcore that is self-aware i like hardcore that i like music that is self-aware and tongue-in-cheek i don't know so th- that's what i that's what i was thinking i was thinking about it i'm not sure where i stand on it right because there's a there, uh, this band tsunami from the bay uh they put out a, a demo this year that's like one of my favorites of the of the year and now, granted, it you know it, it, it airs on the beat down side of stuff, but it's like genuinely very well written. Uh, the parts are good, like the songs are short, they're interesting. There's only three of them. Like it's if you're going to do that style of music, they did it right musically, and the lyrics are like purposely dumb, like they purposely misspell your right. and your bitch. So it's like a, it's a joke. It's band. a joke band. Right, I get that, you know and I guess I guess. That just happens to have good music. That just happens to have good music and shitty fans. Right. Because you know a lot of shitheads are going to be into that. Sure. A lot of... uh, And they've actually... They've... uh, Just from observing who is attracted to them. Also, like, a lot of people who get that it's a joke and are into it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, sure, yeah. I'm sure they have... I'm sure we have plenty of shitty fans. I'm sure we have... Well, I'm a shitty person, so... (laughs) Yeah, right. You know. Um, I know, like I said, I, I don't know where I... I don't know where I stand with it. I was just thinking about it, you know... Got nothing else to fucking do at work. And I was just thinking about just this idea of like fronting on every level. Right. I'll tell you why. Because I saw, um, I saw like a short, it's not Vine anymore. What is it? Uh, TikTok. Um, uh, some dude like fiddling with a gun. Mm-hmm. Thought, What's the fucking point of that, man? Like you're treating it like a fucking toy. Sure. You're probably some Second Amendment idiot. Right. Right. Some fucking don't tread on me fucking moron mm-hmm. talking about, you know, well, guns don't kill people, kill people, kill people, blah, 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 and all your fucking horse shit. Right. Right? I got lots of guns. A lot. They ain't fucking toys. Sure. I don't fucking front with them. I don't carry them around. I'm not a fucking pussy. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. I don't need to be fucking carrying a gun because I'm afraid somebody in that one in a million chance is going to jump out and shoot me any more than I need to fucking be afraid about walking across the street. Okay, fair enough. Right? Uh-huh. So I'm not a fucking pussy. 
Okay. Well, by, I don't, by, now by that logic, I am a huge person. And like, I don't walk around for, with a fucking gun. I got lots of them. Right. And they're not fucking toys. Sure. I don't fucking front with them. Right. So when I see shit like that, it pisses me off because here you are, some fucking idiot, part of some stupid idiot niche culture. You probably got all sorts of fucking bullshit, fucking Second Amendment clothes on and bullshit <laughs> and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. like the, you know, advertise what you think about sure. your fucking hobby. I love guns, but I hate it, gun people. At the right. end of the day, it is a fucking hobby. Sure, of course. Right. It yeah, ain't yeah, a yeah. way of life. It's a fucking hobby. Right. Right. And all uh, to, to to stop going down this fucking because I'm railroading right now. You sure are. I got a full head of steam. Yeah, let's turning, just go ahead. And I'm turning it. this podcast let's into bring something else. Bring it back, back but around. But my point was, it's a total fucking front. Right. Right. Uh-huh. And so then I just started thinking about fronting on every level and fronting right bands. And in particular, I was thinking back to some other beat down bands that we listened to and just how much musically I don't like it and it's just not good music. Mm-hmm. And then when you stack on top of it the fact that it's tongue-in-cheek and acknowledged. Right. Somehow I find that even more distasteful. Like, I would rather hear, even though I've said it's fucking mor- you're a fucking moron if you take this shit seriously, mm-hmm. I would rather hear people who are actual fucking assholes mm. and shitheads play the music than, like, people pretending to be assholes and shitheads. <laughs> Got a lot of layers to you. It is a, it, it is a nuanced thing. And it, but at <laughs> Some the, would say nuanced. Some would say a collection of gobbledygook th- thoughts thrown no, in a no, cauldron no, no, no. that Here, stews all day out in the woods. Here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the point, though. I hate fronting. <laughs> yeah, we, now, we definitely got that. I hate fronting. Uh-huh. So let's listen to this band and see if they're fronting. Okay, I would just like to point out real quick before we do, take a, do, do listen to this band that this is actually a, kind of a teachable moment for our audience because... Again, we've noted before that some people get mad about our opinions on here. Now, Nate is is one of my best friends. Um, many of the things that he just said and cast aspersions is the word on. I'm pretty sure it's dispersions. It's a, it's aspersions. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I do carry a gun around. Um, I don't typically front with it. Um, I would like to point out that you were just firing a gun out of the back the back door before we started the last yeah, episode. Yeah, but I up just here. gotta keep them fucking honest out here. <laughs> and it's not like I, I just was gotta like, keep you honest it's, on it's, the it's fucking podcast. Like, it's not like I like flipped it around. I was like, hey, check this out. Uh-huh. I fucking my fucking assistants moved out. I got the office all to myself. <laughs> all I want to do is blast shit all day, but I do it in a responsible manner. That's the difference. Well, you were just hanging out the back door, just shooting it. I'm out here in the country. <laughs> my, my other point is, the, the point that I was making here is that I do carry a gun around, right? And, like, you just on air characterize people that do that as huge fucking pussies. Well, they are. <laughs> well, I, I, I will agree to disagree on that because I don't feel like a huge pussy. What, before you jump back in, what I was going to say is, Nay and I are good friends, and he just cast aspersions on some stuff that uh, that I'm into, like carrying a gun. I'm not into like dumbass Second Amendment, fucking gun club shit. And I think those people suck. And I think it's a weird position to be in when you love guns but hate gun people. It sucks. It's really fucking annoying. But what I'm saying is, if we two good friends can sit in a room and have discussions like this, and neither of us get fucking mad about it. If we don't like your dumb fucking beatdown yeah. band and we're fucking and strangers to you, suck it up. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. And don't be a pussy and carry a gun. Yeah. This man just called me a pussy to my face and, you know, I'm not tripping <laughs> about it. I mean, he's wrong and he's a fucking moron, but <laughs> that's fine. So uh, on that note, let's go ahead and listen to, uh, to Flag Bear. We'll just go ahead and listen to uh, the first song, Retribution, 
off of uh, off of their LP promo. We just heard the song Retribution by the band Flagbearer off of their LP promo. If you don't mind, I'm going to take this one first just to give everybody... Well, you know damn well what I think Right, exactly. Everybody knows what you think about this already. And just to give everybody a a brief reprieve. Um, So, frankly, I probably think about the same thing that you do about this. Um, I mean, this just does nothing for me at all. Uh, As I've mentioned before, I do like... Some stuff that airs more on the beat down side of stuff, but not a lot. And when it is something that I enjoy, it tends to be something that is more metal than it is hardcore. Um, like we had that Japanese band on a week or two ago, Cruelty, that was like basically a death metal band. Right. And if I ever like heavier hardcore of this brand, it is typically stuff that is more death metal tinged and like if you're going to do this style of music you need to have fucking riffs at at the beginning of the song i had a little bit of hope because they open up with like a a blast beat a pseudo blast beat which is um you know atypical for this style of stuff so i was like okay cool maybe they're gonna lean more into the metal edge um there were some harmonics in there which i like i'm a big Snapcase fan so i obviously uh, got a hard on for harmonics but um then they went the very, very boring slam route. There were no riffs. Like, I mean, just flatly, y'all do not have fucking riffs. And if you're going to play this type of stuff, I just need more out of it. Like, there, you can be an ignorant band and still, like, 
lean into being songwriters. Like, that's possible. A lot of death metal is, like, fucking ignorant Neanderthal cave person music. But, like, if the riffs are interesting and the songwriting is good, it still sucks me in. Like, there's not, especially to, to an, you know, an outsider's ear, there's not that much of a fucking difference between, like, beatdown hardcore and the more ignorant end of death metal. But the difference is, A, like, attitude and approach and aesthetic, which makes a big difference. We've talked about, like, the importance of intent and stuff like that before. Mm -hmm. But also just, like, the fact that Obituary, who is just as fucking meat-headed as any beatdown band you would encounter, they have fucking riffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, at least in the first few albums. Sure. I I haven't listened to the Obituary since the Incomplete. Right, sure. That and everything before that is dope. Super good, man. And, like... I don't know. I, I don't understand what the fear of songwriting is with this kind of music, but like if you guys could fucking overcome whatever that barrier is and just actually write songs and like if you want to be ignorant, that's fine. Even if it's not me, even if it's not for me necessarily, like write songs. This is like to me, this type of stuff is like barely a song. It's it's um, I was thinking that this is um, this sounds like something that would be on our breakdown sampler yes right we have we've talked about that a little bit it's, on here yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah um all i could think about mm-hmm. was like one of those sing-alongs when you're a kid with the bouncing ball uh-huh because that's what the music sounded like dum 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 damn i'm never gonna hear a slam part the same way again that was one of the worst things i've heard since we started doing this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was bad. That was really bad. It was really bad. Um, there's a guy in the picture uh, for the band, and he's sort of sitting over by one of the monitors, and he looks thoroughly bummed out to have to be there. I don't, he's got like a camera sitting next to him, so maybe he's uh, <laughs> oh, the photographer. The guy, the guy with the, the guy with the longish hair there. Yeah, <laughs> he looks he looks positively despondent. Oh God, I, I seriously, there's about. Four people in the picture that look excited, and that's exactly what you see at shows like this. <laughs> right? Yes. You exactly. see, you see, like most of the people are either sort of leaving or right. outside. Sure. And then about twenty people standing along the periphery with their arms out, just trying not to get hit by the fucking asshole that uh, you know is uh, young, dumb, and full of cum. Right. And has to go out and punch strangers in the face. <laughs> right. Um, and then you've got like a bunch of skinny little fucking raglings mm-hmm. uh, stacked up on top, dogpiling because they know the six words to the song. Right. What retribution those youngins would be seeking, mm-hmm. and what <laughs> crimes were committed against them, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> and here's the thing, I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. That's the thing. I'm not imbued with with any desire to find out what the fucking crime was or what the retribution will be. Um, and frankly, I have doubts whether or not this band is doling out any sort of retribution whatsoever. There's a kid here singing, trying to get mic control, who looks like a 10-year-old that got kicked in the nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that as well. Also, look, I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm going to try to not go too hard on on this shit because I will. I, I'm going to say right now, uh-huh. stop writing music. <laughs> right, we said at the top of the show we hadn't done this before. Uh-huh. Stop doing this. Well, stop writing this kind of music for sure. Um, what I was going to say is, to me, this type of stuff just, like, screams of tourism, right? Like, it's, it's false. It's false as fuck. Because, again, there is—I we, said it on the last episode. 
You can find exceptions to any rule that you think may exist about what Nate and I enjoy. If it's good, it's good, straight up. Any genre you think we might not like, you might be correct broadly speaking, but there's always something in there that we can at least get down with. This type of shit, like this type of like low effort beatdown, it just, it like, it stinks of a group of people who want to have an excuse to get together in a room and like hold instruments and watch their friends beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And a group of friends who wants to have an excuse to get in a room and beat the shit out of each it's, other. It's a bunch of kids that couldn't make the fucking football team. Right. Right. Or could because one of the guys in the in the band is wearing a fucking Saints jersey and he's a big boy. So maybe maybe he was on the football team. I don't mean nothing. Compared to the kids in the foreground, he maybe weighs what, a buck seventy? I don't know. Right. I, I don't have a good. I don't have a good sense of scale a, for this. Just a small, small guy. My my point. <laughs> I hope the dude is huge. Uh, my point here is that, like, again, it may not. This may not describe the people playing this music, but this music to me, it sounds like. And nine times out of ten, in my experience, knowing these kids and witnessing these bands exist and fall out of existence, it's fucking poser shit. It sounds like a pitch shifted clown farting. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I don't know. We went pretty hard on this. I think that I mean I'll just be frank. I think this shit sucks. You know yep. what I mean? Just frankly, I like again. I I like more stuff that's in this lane than Nate does. Still not a lot. I just I think that this just is not good on any level. Nope. That's and that's really all there is to it. Sorry, uh, sorry, Flag Bear. You might be uh, you might be good dudes, but I guess we'll probably never find out now because we we're just really mean to you. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. On that note, uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. You know, I'm feeling kind of the piss tonight. I don't know why. I'm not really. I just, um, you know, I just didn't like that. I just I'm, thought it's. I'm just maybe I'm tired. I don't know. I'm just kind of in a shitty mood. Yeah. And uh, sitting around thinking about fronting just mm-hmm. pissed me off. All <laughs> yeah, day. you got you got a bug up your ass. Six. Okay. Um, let's see. So six is face cutter. And Facecutter is an Australian band I mentioned at the top of the episode. It's mm-hmm. just facecutter.bandcamp.com. They're from Canberra. Canberra, I, I have Australia. no idea where the fuck that might be in Australia because I don't know anything about their geography beyond the basics. Um, two songs. One is 55 seconds and one is a minute. So I imagine we can just listen to both of these. What the hell's going on in these pictures? Um, like the, you mean the album art? Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure that out too. It looks one of them's like a couple lambs or sheep. Yeah. Oh, getting what? the fucking beans kicked out of them. Um, I don't know if they're getting the beans kicked out of them. It looks like a dead pig. Um, well, the one is a, the one. Oh, oh, okay. So this is so th- this looks like some vegan shit. It's one of the songs is called Cage. One of the oh, songs is called Kill House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like you the fucking saying? pro-life people showing chopped up fetuses. Right. Yeah. The ve- I mean, I am a vegan. Have been for like a decade. But that is a. Uh, Yes, that is a technique employed by certain brands of vegans that it's not super yeah, effective. Right, <laughs> you know like it's mean? not effective at all, right? right yeah. Um, so let's since they're both so short, let's just go ahead and listen to both of them. Um, okay. So we're gonna listen to Cage and Kill House by Face Cutter.
All right, we just heard the songs Cage and Kill House by the man Face Cutter from Australia. And um, I got to say, I wish that somebody had sent me anything I liked this week. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just in a bad mood or not. Uh, I know for, that's what I mean. I am in a bad mood. Right, right, yeah. But um, man, that was uninteresting. Yeah, I have a ton of records that look like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of sounds similar to that. And kinda. I, I almost never listened to them. Right. I mean, by almost never, I mean I listened to it when I got it, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll pull it out within the next two decades and listen to it again. Right. And that I'm not buying that. No. That wasn't grind. No, that's the thing. There was such a disparity between what I was delivered and what the aesthetic told me I should expect. What was it described as grind in the submission? Um, no, it wasn't. It was described. The songs were described as short, which is accurate. They okay, are okay. But like how it looks, right? So you have like overtly like vegan animal rights yeah, imagery. Yeah, yeah. You have a squiggly logo, right? Like, and you have and grindcore is in the description now they also have false grind in the description which is displays some sense of self-awareness but is also unfortunately in this case far more accurate yeah i mean i don't know that just wasn't interesting to me in any way no and like again th- this one is like not one that i'm particularly mad at but it's just like i don't know guys listen to more drop dead or something uh, you, you've got you've got the song lengths you got the imagery there wasn't a lot of good riffs no there's no you got again you got no riffs it was just it was just the beatdown parts played slightly faster than uh flag bearer sure and the thing is you know i was i was actually just thinking about that as we were listening to that sort of like out outro slam part is like i was talking about how those parts can be employed correctly and it's not like the ignorance and meatheadedness of those parts that bothers me. It's just when they suck. You know what I'm saying? Because I was thinking of a band like like Weekend Nachos. Oh yeah, straight just fucking slammy beatdown parts in those songs. Like, I mean, you you could scarcely describe them any other way. But they're wed really well with good upbeat, like aggressive, fast stuff. Sure, and even those parts are fucking well written and catchy. Right. Like I get Weekend Nachos fucking breakdowns like stuck in my fucking head. Those parts are just as memorable as the fast riffs. You know and, what I mean? And, and not only that, but they're placed. Number one, they're they are. Well, they're placed in. Uh, their placement is correct within the song. Sure. And um, I don't know. There's a nice contrast. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, again, that's. That's an extreme example because weekend nachos are sort of like paragons of that of that world. I mean, they're like yeah. they were some of the better songwriters in the game, playing that kind of music for the better part of a decade. So that's obviously a a a, uh, a high point of that genre in the in recent years. But nonetheless, like it just demonstrates that you can incorporate these elements in a far more effective way. You can do that. I'm not mad at the fact that they ended the, that last song with like a kind of a slammy riff. It just Nothing about it was interesting, you know. Yeah, and 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 I, again, I was just kind of bummed between the disparity of the imagery that I saw, which I was expecting to hear some more grindy stuff, or maybe some stuff that aired more on the the, the drop dead end of things. And what I instead got was sort of just kind of like really basic hardcore that was aiming for grind and power violence, but not quite arriving Missed there. The mark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is a strange phenomenon when vegan bands. Maybe it started with cattle decapitation, mm. with the whole like animal gore covers. Um, I don't know. I think I. I mean, I think like. Well, I was just talking about Drop Dead. Yeah, I think Drop Dead had like the 
you know, have like the the monkey getting vivisected. Yeah, and the, the, shit, so you know I mean? so there is a history of, vi- but I mean just like straight gore. Like, oh yeah, you know, you see the monkey's head. There's a helmet. You sure. know what that monkey's up to. Yeah, uh, yeah, could be doing something cool. Cattle decap. You might see these pigs on the cover of this. Right. They're not having a good time. They're right. fucking dead. Yeah, cattle decap. I'm I'm sure was definitely an an early adopter of that imagery. Like, it's a strange thing because like. In a way, this is just porno grind. <laughs> Wait, you mean imagery-wise? Yeah, and, and like lyrical content-wise, mm-hmm. right? Because like, it like I said, it's the same thing as like showing the chopped-up babies and shit at abortion clinics. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you either like, you're not converting anybody, <laughs> right? You yes. know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like the people that are going into abortion to get an abortion. They're not happy about it. I mean, I, they're not happy about it. I, I, there are very, I would imagine, very, very that, I would imagine that, yes. that, that nine times out of ten, they're not happy about it. Sure. Right? Yes. It's a hard thing to do. Very much. It's not like they, uh, they're they gleefully like, oh, can I see? Can I see what happened? Right, yeah. It's a traumatizing experience it's for a lot of people. It's a traumatizing medical experience. Right. Right? For everybody involved. Right. And you're showing a picture of baby. Yeah, I know. I know that's what's going to fucking happen. Thanks. Right. And then maybe you get some people are like, oh, yeah, that's fucking cool. You know what I mean? But, like, those people are, are the ones that are just listening to, like, those are the, that's what I mean by, like, the porno gore grind crowd. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're like, hell, yeah, that's a good fucking album cover. Look at that chopped up baby. Right. How, there are countless album covers with chopped up fetuses on them. Sure. Right? And it's the same thing with this sort of stuff. Like, the fucking uh, Gaia freaks and the fucking, you know, tree-hugging hippie vegans. It's not like they're they're like oh yeah let me get let me get a poster of that face cutter CD with <laughs> right. the, with the sheep that are like on fire being thrown in a furnace <laughs> right yeah I don't and want hang it. that on the wall no one fucking wants that right not at all and uh, most people that eat meat mm-hmm. you know like I've always I, I I stand by like if you can't handle where it comes from don't fucking eat it sure yeah you know what I mean but it's not like people meat, eat meat or like tearing into a steak and like oh yeah look at that. You see that face cutter picture over that that poster over there from the face cutter demo? Mm-hmm. Those sheep are being thrown into a furnace while they're still alive. That's pretty good, huh? <laughs> you know, like it's not like they're all fucking stoked on it, right? So the only people that are into it are other vegans that are into basically gore porn grind of vegan straight edge, right? Yeah, of like a very specific type. Because, like I said, I've been a vegan for like a decade. There are very few things that uh, you could find that I care more about than uh, the animal welfare and things of that nature. Yeah, and even even I am not with that at all. Right, and <laughs> like and like, if your message is to like get like maybe there's no message, right? It's just a vent, sure. and that's fine. Yeah, that's there's fine nothing too. wrong with venting in your music. That's right. what ninety nine percent of it is for me. Right, right. But like, if your message is to like write about some real shit mm-hmm. and like maybe try to change some minds. My God, what an ineffectual package! <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. We, I've, you know, I've had conversations recently with people because I, I used to care a lot more about the political process and and uh, all of these things, and I've just talked about like efficacy in, in tactics versus like personal satisfaction in tactics. And having been like a, a vegan in my early twenties at one point in my life, I get the emotional satisfaction of an early twenty year old person just throwing out disturbing imagery or look, look. It's the least effective thing you could ever do. Right. It, it, it changes no minds. In fact, 
It merely drives people who already thought your idea sucked deeper into their bastions of rejecting you and thinking you're fucking morons right. and and wingnuts and weirdos, right. right? So, like, if this is, as Nate said, just, like, something you like and it's self-indulgent and it's venting, cool. If, you, if you're a message band and you're trying to win people over, I can tell you from a decade of having these conversations and going through the roller coaster ride of, of uh, zealotry, this is uh, not a good way to go about it. Oh, I, we had this exact conversation how many years ago with somebody about environmental causes. Right. Yeah. Right? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Right? Yeah, in a, in, in, in a, um, and I in, said, and in I a trip said, down to a show, yeah. Someday you'll see. Right. And and he has. <laughs> he has very much seen. He is, he's come a long way since then. So, uh, so yeah, I'm about as vegan as, as you can get, and uh, I, still, I still don't think that imagery is great. And unfortunately... I also didn't think the music Here's accompanying the it. I was don't great. think the imagery's great, uh-huh. but I am perfectly okay with gore on a cover. Oh, sure, yeah. Absolutely. You know, what I'm I mean? not offended like, it doesn't by offend it. Me. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Also, I want to note real quick that you've like really kind of like offhandedly dropped like, oh, there are loads of fucking album covers with like chopped up babies on it and stuff. I just like sometimes I'll have these moments of clarity where I step out of like this. Vi- you know, actually very tiny world that we exist in yeah. and think about being a fly on the wall yeah. with no reference yeah. point, which is, in no joke, 99.9% of the human race. I know. If they heard that sentence, there are loads of album covers with chopped up babies on the front. They'd go, what the fuck oh, are I you know. talking about? But to you and I, we've had this conversation before, just like how deeply warped this shit makes your brain where like, I don't trip about that at all. I remember the first time I saw album art that truly shocked me mm-hmm. was like probably seventh grade. It was seventh or eighth grade, and it was fucking Cannibal Corpse, mm-hmm. Butchered at Birth. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Good, yeah, that's great art. That art is amazing. That art is amongst like the Sistine Chapel of death metal <laughs> album art. Yeah, it right? is, for sure. But when I saw that at like 14... Mm-hmm. My mind was fucking blown. Right. Right? Yeah. Two years later, I bought the shirt. Sure. Right? My grandmother immediately fucking threw it away. I remember you telling me about that. Immediately. Yeah. Right? And then went through my clothes and found anything else that might have even kind of remotely been similar to that. Right. So all I ended up wearing was bass fishing and fucking deer hunting shirts. (laughs) Right. Right? No death metal shirts for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And now it's like... I don't even bat an eye. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not. I think nothing of it. No, there could be a man with a twelve-inch phallus fucking those dead pigs in the mouth. Perfectly, perfectly legitimate album. The art. most you'd get out of me was like, oh, well, look at that. Look at that. That look guy's that. got That's a big wild. dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yo, face cutter. Um, you know, I wasn't offended by this stuff, but I also I, just yeah. wasn't moved by it. In Whatever. Any way, you know what I mean. It's, I need I, I need something to put me in a good. Mood. I know I want it. let's let's roll the dice one more time and see what we come up with. We got one more chance to to end the night on a positive note. Okay, and then we can listen to uh, voice messages after that. Five. Whew. Well, look at that. I think that we've done it. So number five is uh, raw breed. Raw so, breed. Yes. Um, so. This is uh, this is a track that hasn't been released yet. As I mentioned earlier, it's off of an upcoming release that's uh, being put out by Dynastic Yellow Star, which is the label from one of the dudes from Protocol. Um, and uh, I, I talked to the Robbery dudes, and they said uh, 
that uh, we are more than welcome to go ahead and play the song, even though it's not technically out yet. So I have not heard this, but the stuff that I have heard um, from Rob Reed is fucking awesome. Um, surprisingly unheralded. Maybe it's because they just haven't put out that much stuff and they haven't really toured and stuff, but they played a, they play a bunch of dope shows in the Denver area. And Denver in general has put out a bunch of fucking rad shit over the last few years. Cadaver Dog, um, you know, City Hunter, uh, Civilized. And the Rob Reed dudes have played a lot of those shows. So I think they got a lot, get a lot of Denver love. But outside of that, maybe not a lot of recognition. So hopefully this, uh, this helps expose some people to him. If you like the song that uh, we're about to play, which I imagine that I probably will, um, check out the rest of their stuff because they're a really fucking good band. Hopefully, hopefully I'm not proven wrong with this and, uh, and the shit just sucks, but I highly doubt that that will be the case. So, um, is there even a, uh, is there even a name for, for this song? doesn't look like it. Um, it's an untitled track. So we are just going to go ahead and listen to, uh, the song that, that, that was sent over to us. I, uh, I don't know what it's called. And uh, I can only hope that it's good. So we're going to listen to this new song by Rob Reed. Okay, so it turns out that track did indeed have a name. It was a song called Prison Soul, and it is by the band Raw Breed from Denver. I must say, it's uh, it was nice to close the night out on that. It was nice to close the night out on that. It turned it turned it around a little bit. I like that. Yeah, it was good. I didn't think it was like blowing my mind, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm into that. It was upper mid tempo, burly hardcore. Right. You know. Yep. Um, so. This is a perfect example of a song that if it's on a seven inch mm-hmm. and it's not clearly labeled, I wouldn't know if that's to be played on thirty three and a third or forty five. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, except if it wasn't for the the, the higher pitch vocals at the end. Right. If I put that on the thirty three and a third, I'd be like, hmm, those vocals sound a little too slow and slurred. 
that might be a phenomenon that some of our uh, younger li- listeners aren't even familiar with. Right. And then I would hit 45. I'd be like, okay, that sounds about right. And then something would be off with like the pitch on the drums sure. or the pitch and the guitar. I'd be like, no, I think that's a 33 and a third. Right. And I go back to 33 and a third. So, uh, Rob Reed, if you guys do put this on vinyl, make sure it is clearly labeled whatever <laughs> speed you want it to be played at. Right. So, that, yeah. So, that's a phenomenon that if you are one of our younger listeners who is not a, a, a vinyl listener, you might not be familiar with, uh, but sometimes labels um, or uh, sometimes records are not not adequately labeled, and when you go and put them on for the first time, you don't know if they're supposed to be played on 33 or 45 RPMs, and uh, sometimes you can, you, you can get through almost a whole song without before something stands out to you and goes, oh, that's not right. This was supposed to be on the other speed. Sometimes it sounds fine either way. That is true. Yes, that is true. Right? Yep. And then it's like you get two records for one. Yeah, that's true. Depending upon what mood you're in, yeah, you can slow it down or speed it up. Yeah, um, but yeah, that stuff is really good. Uh, like I said, I, I was already a Rob Reed uh, fan, so I expected to like that that stuff, and I, I did indeed. Um, you know, it makes sense that Dynastic Yellow Star is putting that out. It's not a world away from the no. stuff that Protocol is it playing. Falls, it falls into the similar wheelhouse, as you said. It's burly, uh, D beat informed. I've uh, mentioned a lot of times throughout the course of this episode tonight um, that a lot of the bands we heard have no fucking riffs. Rob Reed, they have riffs. There's some riffs in there. You know what I mean? That last, uh, that last breakdown's catchy. Yeah, that was catchy. Um, they know how to write a fucking song. And like that's a thing that we did not see a ton of tonight. It was like, a lot of like emphasis on songwriting. And I've mentioned it before, but again, every episode is somebody's first episode. So I don't like to rehash stuff too much, but I do like to reiterate on occasion for new listeners. Hardcore is a genre that certainly lends itself to simplicity and punk rock in general. Um, But for the uninitiated, that simplicity may come off as like a low effort. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the case. Those two things are not synonymous. You can write a simple song, but like song craft is still important. Right. I've, I've mentioned them a million times and I'll mention them a million times more because they're the greatest band to ever write music. But like, Negative approaches songs are about as like simple format wise right. as you can get. Right. But the songwriting is fucking watertight. The riffs are catchy. Right. There was thought put into the process of like creating those songs. Like those dudes are craftsmen. You know what I mean? They, they wrote some of the best hardcore. They wrote the best hardcore song ever written. Nothing. Right. Yeah. And then you know they you know a lot that are like. Right in fucking behind that. Can't yeah. tell no one. You just the list just goes evacuate. The list just goes on and on. Sure. And especially on the first seven inch. Right. Structurally, like those songs are simple songs. Very simple. One, two riffs. Mm-hmm. You know, two parts: verse, chorus. Right. Verse, chorus, verse. Right. That's it. But there's a degree of craft there. And like I said, I think maybe if you're just coming in and you're trying to get your feet, you know, like that that simplicity can be deceptive. And you can think, oh, this is an easy formula. We'll just knock this out. You know, bada boom, bada bing, there's a song. And that's all well and good if you're 17, 18 year old, you know, 17, 18 years old playing hardcore for the first time and you're just trying it out. That's cool. But like, rest assured, there is craft in this shit. And like, it does help if you sit down and like study the genre and listen to records and figure out how these songs are written. And like, a lot of the songs tonight just felt like, a little half-assed. I don't know. I mean, some of it might just speak to the skill level of the people playing, and like that's fine too. Some people, you know, you might have hit the ceiling of where you're at right now on songwriting. 
that's cool. You know what I mean? I'm not fucking making any personal judgments against you guys. And if you guys like the, the music that you're writing, more power to you. I'm not fucking mad at you for doing something you like to do. But of all the bands that we listened to tonight, Rob Reed was the only one that like popped out as, at, at me personally as being like, okay, these dudes are really trying to lean into like songwriting and they want to write that song well, that rips. I would, I would that, say $1 million. That, yeah, that $100 million. $100 million. I was just about to say, they're, they're, they're clear, trying to do something. They're clearly making an effort and they know what they're going for. Uh, you know what I mean, Flag Bear, absolutely fucking <laughs> Right, yes. Like I said, barely right. a song. Yes. Um, um, brute Force. Mm-hmm. They're trying. Yeah. It just wasn't interesting. It seemed phoned in. Yeah. yeah. I mean... It probably didn't seem phone into them. Yeah, maybe not. Um, you know what I mean? But uh, you know, from my from my standpoint, it just wasn't interesting. Sometimes people don't. Sometimes people don't realize they're phoning it in until somebody says that they are, though, too. And I'm not. I'm not implying that we're like we're going to open their eyes. They might be perfectly fucking happy with the music they're releasing, and if so, cool. That's rad. You know what I mean? You're not fucking writing it to impress me. So who gives a shit? Right. But I have talked to a couple people mm-hmm. who have been like, "Yo, you know, I thought about what you said about this or whatever the fuck." And you in no way owe us that degree of thought or consideration, the, you know, about, regarding the shit that we say about your music. But hey, like, you got our you got our fucking phone number. Call and give us hell. Sure, but like, what I'm saying is like, if we do, there are instances. I mean, I've certainly had instances where somebody has said something like, you know, friends. I've showed a, a friend a new song that I'm working on. They're like, yo, you know, that could be better. Did you yeah. put did you put your utmost effort into that? And they're like, yeah, probably not. You know what I mean? Or even in the so- process of writing songs like at band practice, realizing that we put a song a part in a song that was phoned in. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Sometimes it just takes like a moment of, of reflection and going, yeah, that is kind of. And sometimes in. you put you it know? on, and you let it cook for a little while, and you come back in about a month or two, and you listen to it, and you're like, no. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know, guys. You know what I mean? You Whatever. guys, all, you guys all may be very happy with the song that songs that you're writing. In which case, you know. I'll, I'll hey, go fuck myself. But. At, at the end of the day, right? Uh-huh. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep working at it. Sure. Except for uh, Flag Bear. Stop <laughs> playing that. Try to play something else. <laughs> right. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, stop. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the rest of you guys, I mean, you know, no right, dope art, mm-hmm. fucking on point lyrics. Right. Musically, I wasn't interested in it, but who the fuck am I? Sure. Keep fucking ripping it. Right. Right. Brute Force. I actually like the Brute Force artwork. I like the contrast between the hot pink and the black. Yeah, that was cool. Um, wasn't interested in the music. Right. Right. Uh, $100 million, like I said, I'm interested to see what they could do next. Mm-hmm. Um, Flag Bear, like I said, stop. <laughs> don't right. don't write that music. Right, right. Don't, it's not even, I'm not going to say, we're not going to go down that route. Right. Don't write that music. Sure. Um, and everybody else, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> and that's really the overarching theme of almost everything that that we uh, dip our toes into creatively. <laughs> so at the end of the day, who really gives a shit, right? Right. We're all just having fun here, including you guys. So right. uh, you know, don't take anything to heart. Um, I wish that uh, I wish we'd been more interested in the music that we'd heard this week, but as it stands, we weren't, and that's okay too. Yeah. Maybe next week we'll get some get, get some stuff that's more on our lane. I hope next week I'm in a better mood. And you know, like I said, I'm in a fine mood, so I can't even. Uh, I can't even blame my my lack of interest in in these songs on me being in a shitty mood because I'm feeling pretty good in general. So yeah, I don't know. I, shit just didn't hit me for the most part. Um, but if you did hear anything that you like tonight, which I'm sure that some of you, I'm sure some of you did, um, if you can purchase the music, go do it. You know, support these bands. Um, if they're playing in your area, go fucking see them. 
check them out live. Tell them we were wrong. You disagree with us. Sure. And uh, talk a little shit. Yeah, talk shit. And then, but if you do that, then take that next step and uh, give us a call. Give us a call. And on that note, we're uh, we're gonna get around to some phone calls and uh, and hear some messages and see what people had to say this week. Hey, fellas, I've got a pretty embarrassing problem that is relevant to this call. So unfortunately, I won't be sharing my name with you. I'm severely addicted to masturbating. I very seldom even watch pornography because I'm literally turned on by everything. It's as though every morning before I wake up, someone injects me with a dangerously high dose of Cialis. The only thing that's been giving me a break lately from the hell of persistent cock beating that I live in is demo listen. Although I would describe my interest in hardcore as casual and vague, you two seem to distract my mind enough that I can relax and breathe normally for a blissful hour and change. I try not to look at how much time is left on the episode because I know as soon as you wrap up, I will be alone again and it is only a matter of time before I backslide into relentlessly going to town on myself until I am too exhausted to stand. This problem is ruining my life. I hope you're both well and I look forward to the next episode. Take care. Well, it's good to be able to offer a little respite for a weary cock beater. Yeah, like I know. That. You know what I, I know. Mean? That's a serious problem. I, the, the, the dulcet tones of Demo Listen calm his raging boner. <laughs> That's good. Well, we, we did a lot of boner killing tonight, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think we so, did. So uh, hopefully this episode will be especially helpful in that regard. Yeah. I laid into married punks. I laid into gun punks. Yeah. I laid into... Uh, pretty much everybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. No one. No one was safe tonight. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's see what's what's up next in the in the messages. Yo, what's up? Uh, still haven't listened to the actual part of the podcast that I probably should listen to. I just really don't want to. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm just gonna listen to your voicemail parts because the voicemail parts are. So Super interesting. Like, I want to know what what do you what do you do to piss off all these people, man? Like, dang. Like, it kind of sucks. It seems chill, I guess. Uh, but mainly called just because I heard someone say something about paying it forward and donating to the Patreon. Uh, yeah, I don't donate to Patreons that I should. Uh, not going to pay it forward. Just kidding on that one, though. I think I'm subscribed to, like, a few that I probably should unsubscribe to because I'm pretty broke. Uh, I had another actual question. can't remember it. Uh, I guess it's just called, like, a super random one. Uh, favorite piece of talking. Okay, so that's our most... Uh, that's our repeated caller. Yeah. Who right. hasn't yet to listen to the podcast. Right. Well, evidently is listening to the voicemail parts now. So that's one... That's a step. Okay. Um, to answer your question, you would know what we were doing to, to piss all these people off if you listen to the episode. Because we are... We're not always kind. That's right. 
um, as we were just talking about on this episode in particular. I, I feel this was a particularly nasty episode. I think it was. M- mo- now, mostly on your end. I also didn't have anything really, a ton of nice stuff to say. <laughs> but yours was like pr- pr- particularly vitriolic. Yeah. You know, you, you were really coming from a place like a, some deep-seated shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm in a bad mood. What can I say? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that dude, if, if you're unfamiliar, he has called in uh, for... Four or five, four times, five times now. He's asked for some book recommendations, but evidently, if the bit is to be believed, has not listened to the actual podcast. So, yo, shout out to that dude. Uh, love what you love what you're doing. Let's uh, let's see what's next. All right, my conscience is leading away at me. I support this podcast. Support all podcasts, Patreons, all that. Uh, mainly just support Gray. Uh, you know. He's had a hard month getting made fun of on Twitter, probably Facebook. I'm assuming Instagram too. Depop, OnlyFans. Support this man. He he really does go through go through the trenches for for us people. Well, it seems that our caller's conscious was eating away at him, and he decided to go ahead and offer in uh, a word of support. A donate to all podcast patrons. All podcast patreons. Yes, he mentioned that uh, I've been getting made fun of on Twitter. Yeah, that does happen sometimes, but uh, luckily my life does not actually exist on the internet. I just use it to trick people into thinking um, that I care about things, so that they'll continue to do things like listen to my podcast and buy my records. No. Oh. You know what I mean? Cats out of the bag. <laughs> I, you know, I'm very transparent with that. Uh, I don't think that people always believe it, but I, uh, everything I do is a, is a puppet show performance to get you to continue to consume the things I make. I don't like almost any of you. Um, the ones I do like, I like a lot, but the rest of you, and you'll have to guess who you are. I don't like you one bit. Yeah. <laughs> so. my, my entire life is a kabuki mask of, uh, you know, basically just... Uh, False praise, <laughs> right? And uh, congenial, vapid congeniality, right? You know, in, in an effort to uh, prevent people from looking behind the curtains and seeing <laughs> the great and powerful Oz and all of his fury. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, let's uh, let's see what's up next. Hi, Andre. Uh, this is Haley. Um, I am currently finishing a 15-hour drive home from a tour, and I got caught up on all of the podcasts. Uh, I think my favorite part about listening is that I'll be really enjoying uh, something that you're playing, and then I feel like um, Cactus Jack versus Undertaker in 1998, Hell in a Cell, uh, you're just fucking destroying my opinions, and I just keep climbing back up the cage. yeah, <laughs> it's a really fun time. But uh, beyond that, I really do enjoy this podcast. I mean, Gray, I've told you a million times how much I like it. It's so cool to be able to discover uh, why I like the things that I like and um, how cool our different opinions are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to call in, say uh, thanks for doing the Lord's work. And uh, just like mankind got uh, – famous for being destroyed um my opinions on the internet will be destroyed as well i'm sure uh thanks for doing what you're doing i uh, hope y'all are having a good day and i'll talk to you soon bye all right that was my homie Haley. um you know they had nothing but nice things to say about the podcast which is a uh 
we've said before, um, we always enjoy when people come with uh, honest praise. It's nice to feel like what we're doing makes a difference. And, and speaking genuinely for a moment, when I get positive feedback about the podcast, it's really cool. I love when young people tell, you know, tell me that they found about, out about old shit um, because of it. I love when old dudes tell me they found out about new stuff because of it. It's cool. So genuinely appreciate the praise from Haley. Haley is a homie. Um, but uh, again, we don't appreciate it nearly as much as we appreciate a little serious shit talk. We still haven't gotten anybody calling in and like actually talking shit. No, I will, I'm going to say, I don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 hours is an unsafe amount of time to be driving for anyone. Well, Haley's on tour. I don't give a shit. Right. Um, you're a danger to yourself and more importantly, other people on the road. <laughs> Fucking pull over. Okay. That's all. <laughs> all right, cool. On that note, we'll uh, we'll see what's next. We got two more for the week, and then we'll uh, then we'll wrap it up. Hey, man, I'm just listening to you guys' podcast down here in Dallas, Texas. My full legal name is Rusty Shackelford. My address is one two three four six Kings Drive, Dallas, Texas. And uh, man, you guys are all right by me. I listen to you back and forth. You're like a uh, like Laurel and Hardy or something. I don't know, man, but I love it. Keep on keeping on, brothers. I like the Laurel and Hardy comparison. Yeah. I think that'll go over the heads of most of our listeners, yeah. especially the younger ones. You know, the funny thing about that call is it's like obviously half a joke, right? Mm-hmm. But the area code is a Dallas, Texas area code. Okay. We should look up one, two. Uh, one, it, I think it was one, two, three, four, six, Kings Kings Drive. One, I thought it was one, two, four, one, two, five, six. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Either way. There is there was a half truth embedded in there. Whoever was calling was indeed calling from Dallas, Texas. Uh, Rusty Shackelford, definitely not not a real name. Uh, it's a King of the Hill reference. Um, I imagine that the King's Drive thing is a King of the Hill reference as well. Um, but uh, you know, if the uh, if the compliment and the kind words were also you know true, then I guess thanks for that. Uh, is that a real address? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Is it in Dallas, Texas? It is indeed in Dallas, Texas. I wonder if that. Wonder if that's that dude's real address. If so, like props for putting your uh, for putting your shit out there on the internet because uh, you I just. Mean, I mean, you just doxed yourself. There it is. Yeah, we're looking at it right there. Oh shit! Got an email notification. <laughs> um, I think we got uh, one more email. Let's uh, let's listen to that and let's wrap it up for the night. Yeah. Uh, this is Greg Y. Gordon. Uh, I want to ask you to stop being a bitch and using my name with your hard dicking ass out there making me look like a hard dick when I'm a flaccid dick. I don't need that, Greg. I'm Greg, man. I had the name first. I'm older than you. I'm the OG, okay? The OG Greg, man. Fucking Greg, color mother. Man, you're a color. Got a color name. The fuck, fucking crayon. All right, so uh, it seems that we've pissed off one of the uh, one of the many Gregs of the world. He doesn't he, he he doesn't take kindly to my use of a name that's similar to him. His. Oh well, I, I, there's lots of Nathans in the world. No one ever gives a shit. What a, you know, they don't get a hold of me. Well, you don't have uh, you don't have any sort of you, you don't have a, a public facing persona at all. I meet, other than the I podcast, meet other Nathans know. and they don't say anything. Sure, well, they, that's what I'm saying is they don't know. I have. So, some people don't like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the, a fair amount of people don't like me. Okay. So I think maybe, you know, I, I can't, 
it's got to be a rough time. If it's rough for the Gregs of the world, I can only imagine how rough it is for the other Greys of the world out there. It must be pretty tough. There's actually an economist that used to teach uh, down at uh, Indiana University in Bloomington who has the name Gray Gordon. Used to. is uh... He doesn't teach there anymore. Nope. He got fired. Oh, yeah? For what? For something I said? Probably. <laughs> Somebody found some shit. They're like, yo, dude, you've been really fucking on one on the internet this week. They're like, he's like, that's not me. They're like, dude, come on. Come on. How many more Greg Gordons from Indiana are there? Right. I I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast before, and I won't go too far into it, but there was a girl, Greg Gordon, that lived in Indiana for a while. And I think I remember you. I, I, I remember I told you, you about it. You told me about it. And then one of our friends from Indianapolis, because she was down, she went to school in Butler. Um, <laughs> maybe I just doxed this woman too much. Either way, doesn't really matter. Um. He uh, delivered pizza to her one night, and yeah. I won't I won't incriminate him by saying who he is because I don't think this is legal on any level. But he gave me her phone number and was like, "Hey man, if you want to like prank call girl Greg Gordon, here's her number." Yeah, I never I never went through with it. Huh. Um, I, already my friends like gave her hell not gave her hell on Twitter, but just like would like interact with her regularly as if she were me, yeah. and she hated it so much. So. I didn't want to make her life any so worse than it had to be. three Grey Gordons in Indiana alone. Yeah, she. I think she's since moved elsewhere for, like, she graduated and got a job elsewhere in the music industry. But, uh-huh. yes, there are, there were at one point three Grey Gordons in Indiana alone, which is, and those are only the ones with, uh, those were only the high-profile Grey Gordons. Hmm. Who knows how many there were low-key. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The high-profile, accomplished Gray Gordon, who was a student at Butler. <laughs> That's true. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, she was also the Starbucks um, Starbucks customer of the month one one month. What's her phone number? I don't know. Might as well give it to us. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I still have it on deck. Um, so, yo, on that note, I think we'll wrap it up for the week. Sorry to uh, pr- pretty much all of the bands that we listened to this week. We didn't yeah. like pretty much any. Of Sorry, you. I was in a bad mood. Yeah. And. Uh, not all of you sucked, but right. at least one of you really did. <laughs> yeah, and then a, and then a few of you really didn't do a whole lot for me, but that's all right. Like I said, who the fuck are we? Um, next week, I'm sure that we'll get more stuff that we like. We got to, right? The law of averages. That's not a thing, but sure. <laughs> what, the law of averages? Yeah. I think it is a thing. No, a thing. no, it, no actually, I'm going to go ahead and assert right now, that is a thing. It's a concept and it's real. Are you you're looking it up right now? I'm going to look it up. Okay, well, while you do that, I'll just go ahead and do a little fucking housekeeping. Um, do we have new Patreon? I don't think we have any new Patreon subscribers, no. Um, if we do, I don't have them pulled up right now, uh, so they'll get a shout-out on the next episode if we do. Yeah, thanks, fuck you. Yeah. God, we got another, uh, we got another fucking voice message coming in right at the last minute. Well, two... Too uh too late, buddy. You got in just past the deadline. We'll the get law to of averages week. is the fallacious belief that a particular outcome or event is inevitable or certain simply because it is statistically possible. Okay, so the concept is real. It's a fallacious concept. Right, but the concept is real. It's just a fallacious concept. So sure, there may there may be no truth to it in actuality, but my argument was the fact that the concept exists. The concept exists, but the law itself is a fallacy. <laughs> okay, there you go. So there's a good chance that everything we hear next week sucks too. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I was just trying to look on the bright side. All right. Um, if you do want to give us money, which after this episode, God knows why you would, <laughs> but uh, you can go to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Um, if you do, you get exclusive content, um, episodes where we listen to music that we already know that we like. Um, a lot of the time it's older music. Um, if you want to submit music to us, which again, if you listen to this episode, God knows why you would, but 
a lot of stuff we actually do end up liking. And again, even the stuff that we don't like, we wish the best for you. So uh, don't be scared. Go ahead and send your music over to demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you would like to give us a call and talk some shit or sing our praises or whatever the fuck else, just go ahead and call us at 260-222-8341. And honestly, yo, if... uh, if there's somebody out there who has a problem with the shit that we're saying, which I know you guys exist, and I know at least a couple of you hate listening to the episodes because the internet exists. I see you motherfuckers out there. Call the fuck in. We want some genuine shit talk. Let's get the fucking beef popping. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're out here talking shit. Send it back. We're ready for it. Right. We're fucking made of steel. And you know now that I don't carry guns, just come shoot me. Well, yeah, but you have a lot of guns at your house. So. Yeah, but I don't carry one. You see me walking down the street, shoot me. Who gives a shit? Sure, fair, fair enough. Well, I do carry a gun, so don't shoot at me. I'll shoot back. On that note, see ya.